welcome back everybody to the next episode of oh and two heroes i know what you're thinking we've had one episode a month for like three or four months now i know it's such a new concept i still don't know how to start the show off i don't have a slogan or anything uh so <laughs> i'm gonna stop putting around the top i'm gonna welcome our first guest i'd say that as if we have another guest but i'm gonna welcome our only guest who is new to this show but has been on my other shows before i've been on his shows before one of the best indie podcasters in the game right now i'm gonna let them introduce themselves but please welcome to the show my camera's off but i'm pointing to you oh <laughs> God, this is quality uh, uh i'm rick my name is rick firestone i'm the host of pixel project radio and i'm glad to be here thank you for coming yeah host of uh, pixel project radio um i was about to say if you're a fan of this you must have heard of pixel project radio but i, d I don't know if that's true because i think i have a very small fan base and surprisingly it's still just a whole bunch of like energy drink weirdos so they might not know about your show um so we, we start the first segment off and just talking about you and how great you are and thank you for being a guest so go ahead and give me an elevator pitch on ppr and keep in mind that i'm from new york so the elevator rides at the top of a skyscraper are very long so take as long as you need <laughs> sure man sure uh well at pixel project radio we uh we go and we play video games each month and we do one of two things we'll either just you know, talk about them generally and uh, dive into like the mechanics and the background and stuff like that. Or we go through it like a book club where we do uh, beat by beat story analysis, just like you would do at a book club when those used to be popular. Uh, I don't think they are anymore. I, I've never been in a book club. Have you? I have never been in a book club. Um, I know during quarantine, there were a bunch of like online book clubs you can join because everybody was stuck inside. And I know the book club uh, in, in my town, the book club, the bookstore in my town does a book club, I think, once every other week on Tuesdays, where they have like a book of like the month or the period, whatever it is, and you buy it from their store. So like audiobook readers, ebook readers, you're shit out of luck. You have to buy it from their store. And then you go after the store closes like once a month to discuss the book. But that's the only one I know of. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, yeah, well, that's pretty much how, how it is on our show. Uh, so if you like talking about games on like a deeper level and things like that, uh, you might like it. Um, it's, I feel like I say this all the time, but it's like, quite honestly, like the best indie podcast I listen to. And I, I, I don't mean that as a slight to the other indie podcasts I'm friends with. I'm sure they'll all agree. It's just, you have a very fucking good show, Rick. <laughs> oh, well, I, I appreciate that very much, man. I, I, I know you you tell me that all the time and I, I do appreciate it very <laughs> I do appreciate it very much. It's just uh you know, I mean there there's so so much other good stuff out there. Yeah, but uh I, I'd recommend go checking out that good stuff. You just wrapped up uh I'm gonna eight I'm gonna date this episode, but at the time of recording, maybe a few weeks ago, you just came out the last Final Fantasy episode and you did like a whole four episode deep dive into Final Fantasy Six, which I, I don't even like I don't even like Final Fantasy. I actively dislike Final Fantasy, but I, lo I love that whole series. Yeah, that series was a blast. Uh, it was, yeah, four episodes long, I think in total, somewhere around like eight, maybe eight and a half hours. It was it was a lot of fun. And that was with Chris Copeland from the Retro Hangover podcast, which is another incredible podcast to listen to if you like video games. Yeah, Retro Hangover is great. I think Chris was a particularly great guest for you to have on, on, on that show. He obviously knows a lot about Final Fantasy, and he's very well-spoken. I, I think the two of you, like I said, I don't even like Final Fantasy, and that, that was a great episode. Yeah, Chris knows that game like the back of his hand. He's, he's very, very <laughs> knowledgeable on that kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, just like PPR, it's great. Uh, and, and we were talking about Lisa today. Just you cover a bunch of games that I'm interested in. And that I know me, I'm never going to get around to playing. And you do wonderful analysis of that. So that's fun. And then you also just do like genre specific episodes sometimes, like the shameless self-promotion, the episode on the fighting game community that you had. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we just do like topics about or adjacent to video games. So like the one that you were on was all about fighting games. And we talked, we actually talked a little bit about what we're talking about today, but mm -hmm. we also talked about... uh what smash street fighter mortal Kombat? we talked about the whole the, the whole kind of community yeah talked a little bit about guilty gear i think to the end we talked about this game 
and multiverses because that was like the hot new shit on the street. Like they just came out uh, around that time. But for all of our friends who haven't listened to that episode yet, and I imagine are going to listen to at least one of your episodes as soon as this episode's over, we, we spoke a, a bit about it on your show, but remind me and let our listeners know, what's your history with video games? What was your first fighting game? How did you get from Baby Rick to here? Uh, well, my my first fighting game, I'm not really sure. My My first system was the Sega Saturn, and on that system... I had a couple of fighting games. I had uh, Fighting Vipers, uh, Fighters Mega Mix, uh, Virtua Fighter, and uh, Battle Arena Toshinden Remix. So those are the kind of four. And Fighters Mega Mix is literally just a combination of Virtua Fighter and Fighting Vipers. So it was kind of like, you know, two games in one, sort of. Uh, and then Battle Arena Toshinden is something different. But those were the first four that I had ever played. And as a kid, I was like, I was really into fighting games. I wasn't good at them. I just really liked playing them a lot. I was in the exact same boat. I I was absolutely awful with them as kids, but it's fun like to, to play, to to play fighting games with your friends. I remember, I think it was destroy all monsters. It was like a PS2 fighting game. That was like a Godzilla knockoff. And like my friend group had to come up, with our own rule system because one character had like a tail whip and it was too easy to use. You're like, you're not allowed to use that character anymore. And we came up with like our, our own little meta. But w- whenever I think of fighting vipers or virtual fighter, I now think of you because I know you grew up with them and I've never played a single one of them. They're, they're pretty good. I, I just picked up uh, fighting vipers and fighters mega mix for Saturn not too long ago. Um, and I mean, they're they're definitely dated for sure. But for somebody like me that just plays fighting games for fun and doesn't actively participate in like the metas or uh, labbing combos or anything like that, they, they hold up perfectly fine. I played another one. Actually, I got another one somewhat recently uh, on Saturn as well called Criticom. And it is far and away the worst fighting game I've ever played, <laughs> even for somebody that just plays for fun. It is a genuinely terrible game. I, I don't know how you did it, but you kicked off a Criticom renaissance in your Discord. You talked a little bit about how awful it was because you played it at a friend's house. And then you bought it. And then I think two other people in your Discord went out and bought the same game. after, <laughs> And you were like, no, it's an awful game. And they're like, no, I bought it. Dude, it sucks so bad. There's like this intro cinematic that is like six or seven minutes long that tells this ridiculous story about like aliens or something. And I I don't know how it ties into anything because it's just it's just a standard fighting game. That that's one of my favorite things about I, I I say favorite ironically about fighting games, about how their stories are always incredibly convoluted. Like they used to just be, here's a fighting tournament, here's a karate master. Cool. And then you get into like aliens like that. At one point, Tekken introduced like atomic bombs and like robot clones. Uh, the very first episode of this show we did on Air Guys, there's like a dragon that gets sealed in a sword and a cop with a yo-yo finds it in like half Germany, half Japan, whatever that fake country is that they have. I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? <laughs> See, I had Tekken 4 as a kid on PS2 and one of my favorite parts of that game was getting to the end with of the arcade mode with any one character and then seeing like the ending little mini uh the the mini endings where it's like what what two to three minutes long Mm -hmm. just how they lived after the tournament i always like those a lot have you speaking of tekken have you seen the new tekken show on on netflix the tekken anime that came out (laughs) no i didn't even know that was a thing (laughs) yeah it came out earlier this year or late last year i think and I've heard nothing but awful reviews for it. So I, ha- I haven't looked at it myself yet. But um, I was curious to, to get your feedback on it. It just seems to be how it goes with all of these fighting game ad- adaptations. Like you get the Mortal Kombat's where like the 95 live action movie is like it's bad, but it's likable. And then you get Annihilation, which is bad. And that's kind of it. It's just bad. And then the several like uh, TV shows that they did for Mortal Kombat that are also bad. Uh, but then uh, I guess this uh, one that came out in 2021 or 22 or whatever, I guess that one's good. People have been saying that it's not bad at all. I, uh, 
uh, that reminds me, I, I think I listened to it out of order, but you recently came out with the Mortal Kombat episode, and I remember you and Zulgeek uh, were, were talking about how you haven't seen the new one. He was like, you know what? No, I saw the new one like the day it came out on HBO. It's like, it's like pretty good. It's like really good. Uh, so I heard nothing about it, but I, I added it to my list on the HBO Max app. So I'm going to watch it at some point and then report back. I, I think you mean Max officially. It's just Max now. You're right. I do just mean Max. And that pissed me off because I use grandma's HBO Max account. And when they switched from <laughs> HBO Max to Max, I had to uninstall the HBO Max app, re-download the Max app, re-log back in, and does grandma know her username and password? No, of course not. It took me like 48 hours of like calling and texting with her to figure out what her username and password is for her to reset it for then for me to get in finally watch Succession. <laughs> See, it's funny that you say that because I had to re-download a new app i usually watch uh, hbo on my ps5 and i had to re-download the max app because the hbo max app just doesn't work anymore it just yeah. says oh yeah sorry um but i i downloaded max and it logged me right in immediately and basically really? nothing except for the ui changed like it, pretty much just the color scheme and like why why did they need to do a new app why couldn't, why couldn't they just like take hbo max offline for a day and just update the app. I don't. I don't understand, dude. I have. Th this has absolutely nothing to do with fighting games. I'm. I'm just gonna rant about HBO now because I. I have no idea what they're doing. They got bought out by Discovery, the channel that owns like the oh, home renovation network. Yeah, the home renovation network with like the Property Brothers and um like TLC. So they have all like the 30 Day Fiance stuff, and. It's just like reality television, and they bought out HBO, the company that has like the Sopranos and the Wire, like really intense dramas. So the guy who does reality television is now in charge of everything, and he goes, "I don't like this. We're gonna do what I do," and then just, and then that's why he like canceled a whole bunch of like HBO movies and shows and pulled them off the network. He goes, "People don't like this," and everyone's like, "No, no, you don't like it. Other people do, but you don't like it." So it's literally, um, I think his name is. Zaslov, David Zaslov, I think is the new CEO. It's literally just him just being an idiot. <laughs> Fucking dork. I, I've been buying more physical media like DVDs mm -hmm. and stuff. Well, I don't have really a DVD collection. I just have a couple here and there. But like uh, the other day, like anytime I'm up at this uh, one retro store near me, they've always got a pretty big DVD selection. And right now they've got most of the uh, Sopranos on on DVD. And every time I'm there, I'm like, you know, I, I really should buy this for the day that like streaming goes away mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, like something that I can have tangibly that nobody can take from me or doesn't go away if I stop paying a fee every month. Yeah, I, I really I really need to do that with like at the very least my favorite shows. I've got Flight of the Concords over there. I've nice. got that one. Uh, I've, I've got something else, too. But like uh, fucking Sopranos, uh, Aqua Teen and. Uh, Oh geez, what's the other one? Ne uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Those are the those are the big ones that I want to get on DVD sometime soon. Nice. I have a. I'm looking at my DVD and Blu-ray collection now. It's like a couple shelves worth. I would like to buy more physical media. It's just it's very expensive when pirating is free. So I'm always stuck. That yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it's one of those things too. Like I mean those aren't going away anytime soon. I mean, yeah. even if they stop being sold officially, you'll be able to find them in like uh, flea markets and retro stores for the next foreseeable future. So like, I mean, I mean there's, there's no rush. You could take 10 years yeah. to build up your collection. Uh, one thing I did not pirate, I spent cold hard cash on and I regret it was today's video game, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. I, I don't know about you, but I got caught up in the hype. I was, I pre-ordered this game. I was crazy excited for it. I got it like the day it came out. I spent the 40 or 50, whatever it was at release. And then here we are a year and a half later. And when you and I played it last night with two other podcasters, it was the most activity online in that game has seen in years. I'm with you, man. I, I bought it the, it was either the day it released or the day after, but it was it was like opening week. Mm -hmm. And I, I was really hyped for it. 
I I was really excited for Smash competition because there's so much that I don't like about Smash Ultimate. Um, I mean, namely the player base and the online. But I, I was really excited because the big one of the biggest things that they were touting was rollback netcode. They were like, yeah. this is going to have that, which is the number one thing that people bitch about, rightfully so, with Smash Ultimate. And the other big thing was they were like, yeah, you know, we were... We're, we're, we were really involved in playing Melee, like we were involved in Project M, so this is faithful. Like, this is made by players, for players. And then I was like, oh shit, like this is going to be really, really good. And it's, the I mean, the fundamental, I don't know, like, do you want to get into it now? Yeah, d d definitely. Um, so, yeah, so like you said, it was made by a group of people who were big Smash fans. It was made by Ludosity, who previous experience they made Slap City, which was another platform fighter. So it's not like they're new to this type of fighting game. They have experience both playing and making it. Um, and what's crazy about that is Nickelodeon reached out to them. So I don't know who at Nickelodeon is a, is a fan of indie fighting games, but someone played Slap City and was like, oh shit, we need to get that team to make a game for us. I would say it's one of the better Smash clones. I, I played some like truly disgusting smash clones that that don't even work and they don't handle properly but i th i think this one plays fine uh wait do you mean slap city or nick all stars oh i'm uh sorry nick all stars i've never played slap city um i want to uh it was put on my radar after this i was like oh they have previous history doing that um but yes i'm sorry this is <laughs> yeah i met i met nick yeah no i'm i'm with you like it it doesn't play poorly uh i've only to be honest i've only played a couple of other smash clones namely um uh playstation all-stars which i i wanted to love so badly as a kid and even back then i was like this is just not as good uh and i think the only other one that i've played has been multiverses uh which i mean i i think that's a genuinely terrible game yeah we Okay, so you and I played this last night, so I'm going to be talking about a lot of the stuff that we already talked about last night, but we spent a long time shitting on multiverses, and they're also like, you can't play multiverses anymore. If you and I wanted to do an episode on this right now, you would have to drive to my house and play it in person on my PS4 that already has it downloaded, because you can't get it anymore. Which, like, not a terrible idea. Like, I, I'm, I'm down to <laughs> hang out with Mikey, but... <laughs> I mean, even even whenever, even when it was live, even when it was in full swing, when it first came out, when they were throwing money at Smash Pros to, to say, please play our game, please do it. Uh, I, I just thought it played like absolute garbage. It was mm -hmm. really floaty. It was not precise. Uh, I mean, there is virtually no balancing at all, which I mean, in, not really in Nick either, but but still, yeah. I mean, Nick controls better at least. and. The the kick in the nuts for me was that like you started out with like I I I don't remember exactly how it worked like you could train with the full roster or something or like mm -hmm. do the tutorial with the full roster but whenever it came to actually playing online with friends you had access to like three characters and you had to buy the rest of them that yes. is ridiculous they it's it's very it plays similar to a mobile game because it's free to play. Uh, so when you play online, it's a rotating, like, staff of characters, where just, like, I think for, like, six weeks at a time, you had these characters, and then in the next six weeks, you had four new characters. And that was trying to entice you, oh, I like Wonder Woman. Oh, no, they took Wonder Woman away from me. I need to go spend money to buy Wonder Woman now. And I, I didn't do that. And apparently thousands of other people didn't do that either, because they didn't make any money and they had to pull it from servers. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> like, fuck that. Fuck that game. It sucks. I don't know why people online, I don't know if they still are, but for a while they were like, oh, this is so much better than Nick All-Stars. And like, oh, this is the new Smash Killer. And like, the second one is laughable. But like, I, I just don't know how anybody that has played both could say that Multiverses is a better game. I, I got called a paid nickelodeon chill because i said nick was better than multiverses and just like i i don't get it just because and, and we'll talk about this a bit more when we actually play the game but nick 
like you said, multiverses is very floaty. This felt much faster. It felt like hits connected more. It felt like you can like follow stuff up and it's not so much waiting. Oh, I have to wait for them to come back to stage. You can like follow up and like do be aggressive in this game. Whereas the other one it was like boink. And then you had to chase after them, which I, I, I like this much better. Yeah, it's really clear that this was made by people that understand the mechanics, whereas Multiverses was made by people that know how to make games, but mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like they know what platform fighters should play like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, it's it's tough because platform fighters isn't like a very well-developed genre outside of Smash Bros. Um, I think outside of Smash, there's like one legitimately great platform fighter in Rivals of Ether. And then everything after that is like varying degrees of this is very bad to eh, it's pretty good. But I think like Smash and Rivals are like the only games where just like, yeah, those are like really fun games on their own. Yeah, I haven't played Rivals, so I, I can't really speak to that. Uh, and, and like you mentioned earlier about this one, I think Rivals is made by former Melee players. So it, it tracks that they just wanted to make Melee, but not Melee. Um, but this game, I don't know if you picked up on it while playing it at all. It plays really similar to Smash 64, um, which I can only assume is like a specific design choice. I'm sure someone went in and was like, hey, I'm a fan of Smash 64. Let's do that here because I, I, can't, I can't really say it's a super popular game right now. Between all of the Smash games that you could copy, why copy 64? I, I didn't pick up on it because I haven't played Smash 64, I think, since 2014. So I, it's, I'm really fuzzy on it. But, uh, I mean, I, I guess I could kind of see some of the similarities. Um, yeah, so, so Smash 64 is a lot of hit stun, which means there's a lot of times that if you get hit, you're kind of just stuck in the combo unless they drop it, like, on accident. It's a lot of, like... Instead of going back to each side and trying to start again from like the middle and see who gets the better ground, it's kind of like, oh shit, I got hit, I'm stuck now. And I think at the top level of this in Nick, it's very similar, where just like if you get stuck in a combo, you're kind of like in that combo unless your opponent like messes up and like drops the combo. That is the one of the biggest things that I noticed with this is like it's it's really tough to get out of being juggled in this. Mm -hmm. Uh like all of the tactics that I use in ultimate don't work here. And it results in me just like, 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 uh, there's one character, I think it's Zim that has a projectile that will just stick in the air, like wherever it happens to mm -hmm. land. And if it hits you just right, it'll just bounce you up and then you just keep bouncing off of it and you can't really get out of it until yeah. it's done. Yeah. And then, um, so we're going to talk about the combat in a little bit, but mentioning Zim, I, w I want to talk about this up top. There's shit. I, this is going to show you how poor of a podcast host I am. I should have looked this up ahead of time, but I think there's about 26, maybe 30 characters in this game, just about. And all of them play very uniquely. There's no clones. There's no copycats. There's no echo fighters. Everyone plays like, like even the Ninja Turtles, they play like separately from one another. And I think they have like, Powder Toastman, which is like an oddball character representation. Um, but what character were you most excited for when they announced for this game? Well, I, I, I don't want to harp on the mechanics too much because I know we're going to get to there, but I, I don't think that they all play very differently. Really? Okay. Or, or I should say, it would be more accurate to say, I don't think, I think they all move exactly the same. But okay, we, yeah. we can maybe talk about that whenever we get to like how it plays. In terms of like the characters, that were announced for sure. Um, I remember because I, I don't know, was Garfield announced at the beginning? I feel like he might have been or like teased at the beginning, like, oh, he's coming because these the developers of this were like really they really like to uh, tease the upcoming uh, characters that were coming up, but they would do it in a way that would it's like impossible to get the guests wrong. Yeah. Uh, so that that might be it. But in terms of like the actual cast, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't um, <laughs> I think I was excited for cat dog the most. Really? OK. Were you a big cat dog kid growing up? Oh, yeah. I love that show. I'm trying to think. I, I wasn't much of a cat dog kid. I was a big fan of Rugrats. And 
okay, this is me speculating. I think Tommy Pickles was planned as DLC, and then after sales dropped, they kind of stopped after the first round of DLC. There's rumors Tommy Pickles is going to be in Nick All-Stars Brawl 2, but again, we'll have to wait and see. But of the characters that were announced, I was really excited that they had Avatar characters because I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I I could never get into Avatar. Like I I I, rec- I recognize that it's what? good, but like I don't I don't know. I I watched like, I watched like half of the original run, and it's like it's fine. It's I, I don't know. It's it's good. I it's I don't know. <laughs> Richard, did, did you? <laughs> Did you just say Avatar The Last Airbender is fine? I mean, yeah. Dude, it's, it's like, the, I'll, I'll put this on, on my gravestone. It's like the greatest cartoon of all time. It's like, it's phenomenal. I, I People say that. I, I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong. <laughs> I, just for me, it's just, I don't know. Didn't It, it doesn't do much for me. You, you and I need to start a debate podcast where there's a topic and we each pick a side and we have people vote. And... You're a big fan of uh, Neon Genesis, which I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I think it's just like gobbledygook nonsense. And apparently, you feel maybe not as strongly, but similar to, to Avatar. We need to start an Avatar versus Neon Genesis podcast and let the people. No, I, I do not feel. I do not feel similarly at all in terms of that to <laughs> Avatar. I just, I'm not. I would not want to debate that because I, I don't, I don't want to convince anybody. I, I'm just saying. It, for me, it just didn't do it. I think I think it's just the Nickelodeon style of humor. Mm. Like I, it's in that show because it's yeah. it was on Nickelodeon, and I just it, I to me I would like the show more if it just wasn't there. Gotcha. But, you know, it's I mean it's a show for kids, so you know. Yep it it does it is a kid show. You're right. <laughs> they do have that. I, I watched it. I watched it for the not for the first time because I saw it when it was like live, but. Uh, I watched it actively for the first time as like a 28 year old. So, you know, I'm obviously not the demographic that they're going for. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. I've had a great time talking about everything except this game. So I feel like we should get into it. So we're going to go ahead and play our match real quick. And when we come back from this ad break, we're actually going to talk about Nick all stars brawl. I promise. So, so stick around. We'll be back in like 30 seconds max. Gladys, Gladys, I, I can't sit down again. These roids are really having problems here. If it was only a cream or something, I can uh, use. Have you ever had this problem? Been trying to sit down as an elderly fellow? or maybe even a young one that's been lifting way too many weights, straining on the toilet, or anything else. And Roids have come to town. We have a new product for you called Roid Rage. Roid Rage is not your typical cream that you're just putting in those unprecedented places. No, no, no. It is a cream made of hydrochloric acid, guaranteed to burn those suckers right off. And not to mention, on the side, there's a retractable knife for you to cut them off if that doesn't work. Now, the retractable knife is about six inches long, so just be careful not to hit any other vital parts while you're down there digging away trying to get those roids off. You'll never feel better than after you've felt the pleasure from using Roid Rage. Roid Rage is not responsible for burns, bodily harm, or anything due to cream or knife. These responsibilities fall upon you. Make sure you read contents and label clearly before using Roid Rage. Void Rage prohibited. Always void the candle. Thank you for sticking through that ad break. Uh, I hope you go support whatever product that was, or maybe you don't support them. It it doesn't matter. Just the point the points are fake and the rules are made up whatever the rick uh i'm drawing a blank what show is that uh whose line whose line thank you we, we play with whose lines rules here um and we played with very similar rules when we played our best three out of five match uh just now rick be honest with me before this episode how much practice did you do for for, for this game we played 
uh, I played last night with you. Okay, cool. I, uh-huh. I did the I did the ex- <laughs> <laughs> I put in the exact amount of effort that that you did. I played last night with you, and that's pretty much I think the first I've touched it in like a little over a year from from when the and, game came out. And to be fair, we can't really count that because there were two other people for a max mm-hmm. of four, and it was just lag city. Yeah, it was a uh, real wonky, real over the place. But we just played our match now. It was a lot of fun. It was like very. It was like. Chris movement, it was like no delay that a uh, rollback netcode finally kicked in. I don't know about you, but I had a good time. No, yeah, that was a genuinely good online experience. That was no lag, no, oh, you just have to get used to it. No extra five frames of delay. It was just, or latency or whatever's the proper term. It was, it was great. It was, it worked great. I, I had a particularly good time because for the first time in podcast history, I won the game. I won the match, which is, it, yeah. it never happens. Never before. I will say in my defense, we were on the final game. It was two and two and it was to last stock. So, so I, I, yeah. I did, I made you earn it. You did, and also you fell off the edge on your own. I didn't kill you. You died it on accident. It was an SD. Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> so it's like when you're playing pool and your opponent like fucks up on the eight ball it's not so much i won it's more so you lost you know like i I don't feel good about that victory i didn't like clutch it out with my gamer skills it kind of just happened (laughs) (laughs) hey man good game though i mean it's it's clear that you have more experience in the games like melee than i do just based on how you move (laughs) in these it's so funny you say that because i pointed this out last night too i think your movement with this is like it stood out to me just because you like to dash all over the place. And that's one of the cool mechanics of this game. They wanted to make the game super fast. So they included a bunch of dashing and there's the wave dash on the ground. You can air dash. You were telling me you can jump air dash and then double jump after that. So you were zipping around the whole stage. I I, I couldn't hit you for, for half of it. <laughs> it's a, uh, I don't know, man. Like I watch, I watch all these pros play in smash and it just seems like, you know, well, I, I was going to say, like, you you want to keep the momentum, but that's not necessarily true in Smash anyway. Um, I That's just my default, is to just, like, go and don't stop until I see an opening. Uh, but in, in Smash, since I'm better at that game, I can actually, you know, play with real strategy. Yeah, uh, you, you are better in that game. Uh, I'd go so far as to say you're the greatest Smash podcaster in all of podcasting because you won that tournament. Oh, okay. <laughs> You Let's went, relax. Come on. <laughs> find, find me. Okay. Oh, open challenge to all podcasters. No. Who can beat no, Rick and Smash? No. No one. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. You're going to you're gonna find like the number two ranked person in Minnesota uh, has like his own podcast that no one knows. He's going to he's going to call you out. <laughs> yeah. No, man. But but you're you're right. The movement in this game is a lot of fun. Um that's something the dashing specifically that I think is a really expressive way to play a platform fighter. Um, and something that I genuinely wish would be in smash. Like, I don't think the game is worse without it smash that is. Um, but just having that ability to like, you can jump air dash in any direction, by the way, you can air dash down uh, for mix ups or you could air dash side to side up, but like jump, dash, jump, 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 dash. Like it's just very expressive and it makes this game a little more exciting. Um, I, I know we spent the whole first half talking about games that weren't Nick, and I said we weren't going to do that this half. But what you just said reminded me of in a combination of being another platform fighter that was pulled off of like the download page because it was free to play and they had to make money some way. There's another platform fighter called Rushdown Revolt that was pulled off the market and it just came out for a paid version. And they had a similar philosophy of they started off, I I could be wrong, but I'm 90% sure the people who made this game were part of like the original Project M like dev team. And then they decided oh, to wow. make their own, yeah, they decided to make their own platform fighter. And then like eight years later, here we are, this is what we have. And they want to make it super fast like that. And they also did the, the dash mechanic in, in, in any direction. We were going to do that show. We were going to do that game on this show but they pulled it from servers. So when my guests and I were going to record, we had to pick another game because that wasn't available anymore. 
Uh, but that recently went, went back up on Steam, if anybody's interested. I haven't played it myself, but it has a similar mechanic. And I, I think that's cool because it just adds another instant, like you said, for a mix-up or a way to get out of a combo or, or a way to sneak in and start a combo. I definitely like having a universal dash mechanic. Yeah, super cool. That's one of my... Honestly, that's probably my favorite um, mechanic in this game. Yeah, it's just like, it's very unique. It it it's works all over the place. It doesn't matter the situation. Like it's always useful. And I think, I think it's nice. Um, people say this a lot when comparing melee to ultimate melee gives you more forms of expression. There's more options to do something in like an interaction than, than ultimate. And I think that happens here as well um, because there's fewer moves and there's a whole bunch of like get stuck in combos. I think having that dash mechanic, let you either get in or get out of a combo easier. And I, and I think it's a wonderful addition. Um, another wonderful addition that they have that came months after release was the costumes and the voice acting, which would, did, did not, when you got the game, put it in from the box, it had none of that. I remember on Twitter for a while, <clears throat> excuse me, um, folks were like, tagging mark to carlo who voices hugh neutron mm -hmm. after he was announced that he would be dlc they were tagging him and they were like you gotta get like do the voice acting and everyone's like you know maybe we can convince him to put voice acting in the game and he was like fuck yeah i'm down <laughs> like mark <laughs> carlo is such a cool dude um like if you ever get a chance like go and look up the like like he he reads uh like undertale shit in really? hugh neutron's voice yeah <laughs> Yeah, like straight up, like like the whole sand speech where he's like, do you think that it's possible to be a good person? Like he reads that in Hugh's voice. It's terrific. Um, but yeah, they were tagging him and then, you know, they they announced it. He he recorded the voices for Hugh. Um, Jim Cummings voices quite a few characters in here. Uh, the voice of Winnie the Pooh, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Optimus Prime. Oh, did he voice him too? Yeah. No, oh, nice. Yeah, he's voiced tons of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, just like, I'm always, I shouldn't be surprised at this point, but whenever I find a voice actor and I look them up, I'm like, oh, they were also these 12 characters from my childhood. And just like, I just never put it together. No, I was just going to say like Rob Paulson, Tara Strong, uh, mm -hmm. Billy West. Like, it's just like a core group of people that just voice everybody, which is very telling about the industry, you know? Yeah, I'm always impressed when... You, you click on someone's Wikipedia page and then they have a second Wikipedia page just to list all of the shows that they've been in. Crazy. I'll never know yeah. that kind of success. <laughs> but um, apparently that was not a Ludosity um, decision. That was a Nickelodeon decision. Uh, and it's not unprecedented. They've done that for the last two Nickelodeon kart racing games where they came out with voice acting, with, with, sorry, without voice acting and then down the line, released the patch that updated it with voice acting. Um, and in the same patch that had voice acting, they also added alternate costumes, which still, there's only one alternate costume per character. Uh, but when the game first came out, like um, that last match you and I did, it was a Michelangelo dittos. That, we would be the same color Michelangelo in the game when it first came out. And I think that's mighty confusing. Who's who? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. And then they only have one costume, and it's nothing terribly unique. Like, Garfield gets a scarf, Aang gets a hat. Uh, I think the Ninja Turtles have the most drastic change because they go from being green to black and white from, like, their comic book origins, which I think is cool. But they're still only the default and one of our alternate costume. So, like, if all four of us were playing last night and we all wanted to be, like, Reptar... There would be at least two of the same reptars of each color. Yeah, yeah, it's not ideal. Um, before we move away from the voice acting, I just want to say, like, I say this as a joke all the time, but I'm, I'm, I'm not really joking. the The voice lines never shut up. Like yeah. the barks just keep going. Especially, it's so noticeable with Garfield because mm -hmm. of like just the sound of his voice. It's just non, it's non-stop. I really cannot stress that enough. It is non-stop. They, they overcorrected so much. I, I played with the voices on yesterday and with four people playing, it was very overwhelming. So when I played it today, 
It's partly because of the setup I have and I'm using it to record the podcast, blah, 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 blah. But when we just played, I played with no sound at all. So at one point you talked about how great the music was. I have to go back and like listen to that music. I missed, I missed all of it um, just because the sound was so obnoxious and I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to have Hugh Neutron yelling at me the whole time. Garfield in particular has one where he'll just go, num, 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 and it's so <laughs> fucking annoying. I, I it's can, every time I can, you eat yeah. the lasagna. Yep. Num, I, num, 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 num. I can only imagine it's the one where I just, I am double fisting lasagna into my face. <laughs> Dude, fucking goals, dude. Double fisting lasagna. <laughs> Cat's gonna die in like two years, but like, good for him. What a way to go. As as the resident Garfield expert, you like, how do you think they translated Garfield from the grumpy cat that we all know and tolerate to his on-screen appearance here? Do you think, like, would you have done it differently? I mean, I don't know what else they could have done. <laughs> I mean, he's canonically, he doesn't like, what What do you even draw from? I mean, you, one of his moves is a speech bubble mm-hmm. and sometimes it'll say different things, but like one of them, it says like Mondays with a frowny face, like mm-hmm. you had mentioned during our match. And like, that's pretty funny. That's pretty clever, honestly. It, yeah, it is. And like, I think he's got a match where he, or uh, not a match. I think he's got a move where he kicks Odie, but it's like, you know, uh, uh, just... <laughs> You know, like a one. I could be wrong, actually. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the pies are kind of random that he throws, and he throws his his bear pookie. I, I still don't really know how that move works, but you know, I mean, it's fine. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. So, so I didn't realize the bear had a name. This is honestly, this is why I had you on the show. I know you're the Garfield expert. There's Garfield in this game. That that's why you were invited. But, <laughs> um, I didn't realize. Pookie was the name, but you throw the bear and it doesn't do anything. And then it sits there and then you can call it back to you. And it works like King K rules crown where it boomerangs and it can hit the opponent in the back. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So like you can hit them with that. Like if, if they're in between you and the bear, it'll get hit. And then that knocks them into you. And then you can do another attack fr- from there. I, at least that's how I was using it. I don't know if that's the actual, like mechanic but th- that's how i played with it no that may i mean that makes sense yeah um we were talking before we took the break uh about and i and i had alluded to i thought everybody moves the same and i wanted to clarify on that now that we've we're into the mechanics talk i everybody moves the same insofar as like they have the same walk speed they have the same yeah. wave dash speed they have the same jump speed and height and distance like all of that is exactly identical. So in that way, it's a little less expressive than Smash. It makes up for it with the with the air dashing mechanic, with the strafing mechanic, which we didn't talk about, um, and then some other stuff that I'm less fond of. But, oh, and one other thing that I noticed in terms of movement compared to Smash is like, um, you, you know how like in Mario Galaxy or um, Mario Odyssey, if you're running and then you want to stop, like he does like a little skid, like there's momentum. Mm-hmm. There's no momentum in this. Like if you're dashing or wave dashing and you stop, you just stop on a dime. Huh. Like there's there's no skidding. There's like everything is tight. Wherever you land, that's where you stop. And that's different from Smash because Smash yeah. is not like that. Uh and and we were talking before, we were comparing them a little bit while we were playing and that really stuck out to me. Uh I don't know if I like it or dislike it. I just know that it's different. Yeah, I didn't notice that while we're playing, but now that you pointed out, it's like very obvious. We're just like, yeah, you stop on a dime. It's just like, oh, great. The wave dash is over or like you landed there. You stopped running. Boom. There you are. And I think on the one hand, it makes it feel less, I don't want to say less real because the game has like mutant turtles fighting an anthropomorphic <laughs> cat. Um, but it I, has I, I a horrible abomination of a dog and a cat fused. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some, uh, oh, oh man, it's, it's too late to record a podcast. This is the second time I've drawn a blank on a TV show, but it, <laughs> it's dog. An, is, is it Full Metal Alchemist? It's the anime where, like, the dad, oh. like, <laughs> yeah, like, combines yeah. his daughter. And a, yeah, someone did that to the cat dog. Uh, I'm going to get a whole bunch of angry Twitter 
comments from 90s kids going like, that's not the origin of cat dog. I'm like, okay, please enlighten me. If, if you know the origin of cat dog, please let me know. Uh, keep all criticisms away from Rick. Send it my way. But um, so b- before we get off of the characters and the movement, if you were in charge of the game and you could invite anyone to the roster, who would you add? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a character from a show. If you'd rather in, like have someone that plays a certain way, like if you want to like a play style instead of a character, just you're, you work for Ludosity, you have final say, who's in the game? Okay, I'm going to give you two answers because I think one of them is technically cheating. Okay. Uh, but the one that I was excited for when this first announced was from one of my favorite TV shows on Nick as a Kid, and that was Doug. And I was really excited at the idea of uh, Mr. Dink, Bud Dink, being in the game. But Doug is owned now by Disney. So, of course, that's not going to happen. There's still a chance for Kingdom Hearts 4, however small that may be. You get like Mr. Dink as a summon and he throws <laughs> grills and stuff. <laughs> but uh, that was that that would be number one. But if I have to stick to like Nickelodeon stuff, uh, Gibby from iCarly, but he cannot be animated. He has to be like, <laughs> yeah. You, you remember how Mortal Kombat one? How they yeah, like I was gonna say like digitized people? for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes, it needs to be exactly like that. Oh, that his would, uh, his down so strong attack will be that move where he falls from the ceiling in the show and like <laughs> the stunt double got really injured. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Either Bill or Aaron said that yesterday. They listened to like the iCarly podcast and like the stunt double got like he, he got like fucked up to him. <laughs> yeah, dude. But that's that's my choice, Gibby. What what about you? Who would you who would you bring on? Oof. I'm gonna go ahead and say Tommy Pickles, just because I feel yeah. like regrets. Like, really iconic, people know him, but also, like, the combination of, like, the screwdriver and, like, a whole bunch of, like, diaper things. I feel like he could have, like, a, like a, uni- like a fun moveset. Oh, yo, what about, uh, did you ever watch Kablam? Yes. With, uh, uh Stinky Diver, you got Meltman, you've yes. got, uh, the flesh. He's super strong <laughs> and super naked. <laughs> all of those would be, would be excellent choices you could uh you could make like a pokemon trainer deal and uh they could all be one character yeah and you just swap between them <laughs> yeah yeah dude okay ludosity you hear this hire rick for nick all-stars brawl 2 now nah, hire mikey you'll i could feed you the good ideas and then you'll take them and then also take actual knowledge about fighting games <laughs> Uh, I'm going through a uh, rabbit hole now of just looking up Kablam shorts. Uh, there's Stinky Diver, Meltman, We Forgot, Thunder Girl. She's there. And, and now I'm just thinking of, of Nickelodeon cartoons. I forget the name of it. It was a puppet show about these two kids who worked at a fast food joint in the mall, like in the food court. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. That Those horrible little puppets. Yeah, they're they're disgusting looking. I think it would be fun if they like, like give me... or something? Yeah, I thought of like Mr. Meat. Something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's Mr. Meaties. Um, again, I'm going to have a bunch of angry 90s kids in the Twitter comments tell them, it's the show! But um, I think if they digitized the puppets the same way they did Gibby, I think that would be a really fun gimmick too. <laughs> yeah that would be great there are, there are so many especially in those uh in the like older uh areas of nick like before your fairly odd parents and before yeah. your spongebobs like uh angry beavers was one that was like everybody was hoping for and uh it just never happened for one reason or another but that would have been a cool combo character like norb and daggett together yeah are there any combo characters in this game like like an ice climbers type deal? I don't think so. No, not yet. I mean, I guess cat dog, but yeah, you technically do. You can switch back and forth, and their projectiles are different. And I think their strong attacks too. Like like the animations are different, but also I think they, I think like dogs will shoot up and cats shoots forward. I don't I don't know. Oh, that that's interesting. Uh, I'm looking at my notes, and the only other thing I want to complain about was. I can't just fall through a platform. I have to hold down and jump, which 
is a unique mechanic. I think they did that to differentiate themselves from Smash, but it just takes some getting used to. I can't say I'm a fan of that. Just let me press down and go through the go through the platform. I, you know, I bet people in Smash that play without the tilt stick would be better with that because uh, the only reason that I could think of for them to do that would be to make down attacks easier. And I mean, in Smash, that's just tilt stick, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I guess so. And like, it's not a difficult mechanic. I figured it out after like the first match. It's just, I'm, I don't know what Melee came out in 01. Smash 64 came out in 99. I've just been like used to doing the same mechanic for 20 odd years now. So when someone comes in and changes it up, I'm sure the people who uh, played Call of Duty the first time after playing uh, GoldenEye felt the same way. They're like, what? How are they changing up these controls? But now it's kind of just like a universal standard. But um, yeah, that's that's all the notes I have. Like your your show, very analytical, very in depth, very cool. My show, kind of just about vibes. Like, hey, how you feel about this game? Oh, well, there's a there's another. Uh, oh, there are two other mechanics that I that I thought would be cool to to talk about with you. I mean, the first Bring one it. is super quick, super quick and easy. Uh, everybody has a command grab. Yes, and you could grab projectiles with it. Yes, and then you can throw the projectiles back, which I think is cool. Like that, that is really cool. Yeah, you got me with like a, it reminded me of Donkey Kong in Ultimate where you like, you grabbed me, you jumped off stage and then you threw me off the stage and I died. Just like, <laughs> I, I didn't see that one coming. It's very funny. The other one, I, and I know this happened to us in our matches. There's a rock, paper, scissors uh, mm -hmm. mechanic with the strong attacks. And I just found, like I went onto the wiki and I found it. And here's what it says. It says a strong down attack beats a strong neutral attack and causes a stagger. A strong neutral attack beats a strong up attack and causes a turnaround. A strong up attack beats a strong down attack and causes a spin out. And then there's huh. like some more stuff dealing with like damage and stuff. But it stuns you for like three Mississippi seconds. Yeah. It's similar to in Smash when like your shield gets so tiny it breaks and you're kind of stunned. That happens very infrequently in Smash. Most people will just, like, let go of shield to try and get out of the way. Whereas here, this just roll of the die. It happens if you attack someone at the same time, they hit you, which happens fairly often. And you're kind of just, you're just stuck there then. This is something that could have been in Brawl. Like, I could, I could picture that. Yes. Um, I think, in theory, it seems like a cool mechanic. But I would have preferred it if they... Similar to like Street Fighter 3, where they made it like a parry system, where instead of just like two people hit each other and one person just like gets stunned, it gave the other person an advantage where they were like able to block the attack and like go through it or something, or they didn't take damage from it. So instead of like screwing over one person, I would have preferred a buff on the person who performed the parry, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like the rock paper scissors mechanic. I it's there's just too much going on already. It mm -hmm. just adds an unnecessary wrinkle to the whole thing. Yeah, at at no point during any of our matches when that happened did I do it intentionally. Did I plan, "Oh, I know he's going for a down special. I need to hit him with my side special and just like it, it'll like mess him up." I it always just happened because it happened, you know? It's funny, like it. It's it, it when we're just playing, you know, as, as buds. It's funny, but like if this were in competitive Smash, I would I would be livid. I would be so <laughs> fucking mad all the time. I already am anytime I play Smash, but like more so. Let me see here. Yeah, that's that's all of the notes I have. I'm going down another rabbit hole of. Uh, we talked a little bit about the like the pros and like playing this in tournament, I'm looking up the ranking of who are the best Nick all-star brawl players right now. So, uh, shout outs to squibble and shout outs to blazing pasta, the number one and two players in the world right now. All right. Hey, congratulations. You two on beating the other five players. <laughs> I, um, one thing we talked about when we were playing the match yesterday, but not on like that. I want to bring up real quick. Um, they came out the gate with a very heavy emphasis on the competitive aspect. Before the game came out, it was like touted as like as a smash killer. Never by the developers, but that's the vibe they were giving off. And that's what people online were saying. 
and they led up to the release with like three pre-release tournaments where they invited like pro fighting game players had like an invitational bracket and they're like the winner gets ten thousand dollars type of deal so like it was designed very clearly in mind with a competitive uh mindset and then i think a month after the game came out they had to ban michelangelo because he had an infinite um and he was banned from super smash con which was going to be the first big event for the tournament and then that's the point I fell off. That's at a month after release, after that first big tournament, I was like, cool, I'm good. Um, but it was it was fun to get back into it now. I think playing with someone with a good internet connection is much more fun than playing against randos online. Oh, yeah, big time. I, uh, I The last time I tried playing this online was a couple months ago, and that was on PC, by the way, because this game does not have uh, cross-play. And even on PC, like... I had to wait like five minutes to find a match. I think last night when we all played on Switch, we were the only Switch online lobby at that time. Yeah, I, I think so. Because I tried like earlier in the day to connect just to play a random online match. And I just, it sat there for, for minutes and like there was no one to connect to. And maybe it's because I have my region set up as like North America East. Maybe if I change it to a busier region, maybe. But, like, I, I legitimately think the four of us were the only people playing on Switch last night when we did that. Well, there was that one random kid, Connor, that, yes. that tried jumping in our room and we promptly <laughs> just closed the lobby. <laughs> we didn't make it private because we figured, who else is playing right now? <laughs> no one plays this game. Yeah, shout out to Connor. Connor, if you're listening, we appreciate you. And if you reach out... We'll play another match with you. We didn't mean to, okay. We didn't mean to kick you out, but we'll totally invite you next time. <laughs> yeah, we were doing a thing, and you just like you weren't part of it. You just can't join the gang, you know. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, geez, there was an "It's Always Sunny" episode about that. I feel like. Yeah, as, as soon as you said the gang, I was like, okay, I, I feel like I feel like this is the bit. I feel like we're referencing something. Anyways, uh, Rick, if if do you have anything else you want to talk about? My notes are empty. Not really, man. I mean, if you approach this game knowing what it is i th i think you'll have fun i genuinely yeah. had a good time playing this tonight i i did not ever have a good time playing multiverses <laughs> uh i did not really have a good time playing playstation all-stars this is a fun game if you play it with the right uh mm -hmm. expectations and most importantly if you play it with like maybe one other person and there's no lag yeah exactly best recommendation like two maybe four people in the same room with the six pack you're golden you're set that'll be a fun time oh yeah Pl playing online good luck my friends i don't know if it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah here here now i'm gonna go ahead and put you on the spot i used to have this running gag on the show where i would thank a rotating staff of interns of people whose names rhymed with celebrities um and it got too much work i couldn't keep thinking of funny names and I never got any comments saying like, Hey man, I really liked your Clark Gable pun. So I've given up on it for this episode, unless you have a funny name that, that you want to give a shout out to like, like one time, one of our producers, instead of Mark Ruffalo, his name was Clark Ruffalo. And I, I laughed myself silly, but I don't think anybody else enjoys it. So I've given up, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you got? Okay. Um, I want to give a big shout out to our lights guy, uh, Jock Knockelson. He does a really terrific job. Uh, I want to give a particular shout out to the makeup artist, Do Carey, uh, famous brother of Drew Carey, does a does a really terrific job. Uh, and finally, uh, to the producer, to the one that made made all of this possible by throwing all of their uh, all of their hard earned money at us, uh, hard earned uh equitable fair money that they earned themselves at us uh dickhead uh bezos uh you know <laughs> i i don't know if that's an alias or not but uh you know they gave us the money to make this possible oh rick that that's funnier than anything i've put out on this show thank you <laughs> I, I i led a little too hard with jock knockelson i don't, I don't think i could talk that okay cool well Rick, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, 
get this this the platform's yours. The floor is yours. Tell us where we can find you, where we can find PPR late on us. Yeah, man. Uh you could find Pixel Project Radio anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh we like Podcast Addict and uh Apple uh podcasts just because you can rate and review there. Uh but we're also on Twitter and Instagram. And if you go and find us there, you'll find our Discord and anybody and everybody can can join. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you could find us there and you'll you'll find Mikey's uh, stuff there, too, along with his Discord, I'd imagine. Yes, I. My Discord's not super active. If you want to join it, I would love to talk about fighting games with you. But I'm honestly, I think I'm most active in, in Rick's Discord. So just like we'll both be hanging out there. Um. And if you're looking for a recommendation of where to start with Pixel Project Radio, because I believe you're now up to 73 episodes. Is that correct? It, it's, I mean, official titled, it's like 74, but okay. uh, like there are a couple that are not titled. So yeah, we could say 74. 74. If, if you're looking for a place to start, um, I think the recent four-part episode, uh, four-part series on Final Fantasy VI is phenomenal. If that's too much, if you don't want to commit to four episodes, go check out Night in the Woods. It's always my recommendation. It's one episode. It's phenomenal. And that pretty much like summarizes what PPR is. So if you, if you like that one episode, you're going to enjoy Pixel Project Radio. Or if, if you want something that's lower commitment, because the Night in the Woods episode is almost three hours long. Is if it you want really? Something that's, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I just re-listened to a portion of it the other day. I always try to listen to a little bit whenever I recommend them. Just because mm -hmm. I want to make sure that like it's good, um, but if you want something that's much shorter and much lighter but still fun, uh, the episode that we did with fighting games that one was mm -hmm. a good time. And the episode that uh, me, former co-host Ben, and guest co-host Dave Jackson did on Tony Hawk that was uh, that was another good one. That was a lot of fun. Tony Hawk was a fun one. Um, I think that's the first episode I listened to after joining your Discord. Because I remember we made a whole bunch of like, there's a running joke in the Tony Hawk episode uh, that we then turned the, your Discord into Shrek Swamp, if I remember correctly. So you're, you're right. Now yeah. that you say that, that, that is a good one. That was, that was right after we started the Discord too, because the Smash episode is how you found us. And that was yes. uh, late January, 2022. And then Tony Hawk came out like two episodes later. So that, and the Discord was only created in like, uh, October before that so yeah that was that was in the infancy you're an OG I am an OG um, I, I think we talked about this last time like in the discord I didn't come in at the ground floor but I got in right at floor number two of the elevator <laughs> yeah pretty much man I mean the only people on the ground floor were people that I sent an invite sent an invitation to so like the IRL friends and and I had known Dave at that time because he uh he didn't have his podcast yet he he had a top three uh so I sent him one so it was like I don't know seven people uh but Rick thank you so much for coming on uh, I really appreciate it please go check out his show uh, I'm not gonna plug my show if you're listening to this you you know where the fuck I am you're already listening to it you don't need to find me please go find Rick stuff instead it's it's significantly better than whatever nonsense I put out um. But like I, I said, I wouldn't say that, but all right. Come on. <laughs> okay. So, so this is a little bit of just like making fun of myself, but it's also a little bit of just like, you do put out a good show. Like I, I didn't even have a slogan or an actor for this episode. And you just did a four part docuseries on Final Fantasy six. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a slogan either, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's your measure of success then like Chuck E. Cheese has us both, both beat and that sucks, you know? Okay, I take it back. Before I let you go, real quick, platform fighter, give me six mascots of like restaurants that you want in for a platform fighter. For yeah, uh, I mean, obvious number one choice is the Burger King King. That's, okay, I, I I think we could agree that that he's a shoe in. Uh, Grimace, I think is a good one. Okay, you know, fucking Grimace. The, the the unholy purple blob. Uh jeez, mascots. I'm having trouble thinking of mascots. No, like really, I'm having trouble thinking of mascots. <laughs> I guess Chuck E. Cheese by default, because okay, he's Chuck e yeah, one we just of the talked about him. I think of. Um, I think 
the Jack in the Box weird mask person could be cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, he would be a wild one. He would be a wild one. You could just have, like, uh, have you ever seen those Skate 2 mods where you're, like, just a piece of a, a slab of meat? No. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Skate skate or Skate 2 or something. Like, you can mod your character as just a thing of meat. You could always do that and just say it's Arby's. I mean, if you wanted to. Okay, so a slab of meat and then... Closing it out at six, I'd like to recommend Sassy Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, Wendy's. Yeah, I, I suppose so. No, no, I, t- I take it back. I don't want Sassy Wendy's. I want, in real life, a daughter of Dave Wendy, but digitized like the Mortal Kombat characters. Hey, how does that make it different? <laughs> okay, so, like, the Wendy's mascot is, like, Th- this like cartoonish girl with like red pig like red pigtails and yeah, like yeah. the the actual Wendy is just like a 50-year-old like middle America mom and I think they would have very different play styles. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I would assume so. <laughs> uh r- oh, runner up uh that you could feasibly do. DLC. The uh just a fucking chicken from Zaxby's. Just, <laughs> just a literal chicken. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> perfect. Uh, with that, I think that's I think that's the perfect ending. Rick, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate you hanging out. I appreciate you recommending this game. It was fun to go back to after 14 months of not playing it. Yeah, man. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, cool. And uh, I don't know when... Oh, you know what? I do know when the ne- next episode's coming out. We have them once a month now, so look forward to that. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace! <laughs>